I've been lucky enough to have lived a comfortable life. I always had a roof over my head, a warm bed to sleep in, access to running water and fresh food. We didn't always have the means to get everything we wanted, but we always had enough for everything we needed. This is what I considered comfort. But in our modern tech-driven world, comfort has become something quite different. The author of the book, The Comfort Crisis, Michael Easter makes the case that modern society's comfort may be way too much for our emotional and psychological well-being. He says, in many ways, we're more comfortable than ever before, but could our sheltered, temperature-controlled, overfed and under-challenged lives actually be the leading cause of many of our most urgent physical and mental health issues? After reading the book, I couldn't help but reflect that question onto my own life and how my definition of comfort has really evolved over the years. I think it's very necessary to start off by saying that this is an absolute privilege to have comfort in our lives and this definitely is a first world problem. But in our modern society, we really have turned comfort into something completely different. It has become more of an instant gratification and overindulgence. And in that case, I think it's very important to talk about how it's affecting us and how we can find balance in our lives again. I think we're hardwired to appreciate things to the fullest when we don't have access to it at all times. When we come across it by chance, when we least expect it, or when we truly desire it. Like taking that first drink of water after a long hike, going somewhere you've always wanted after saving up for it. But because of our exposure to tech, fast-paced lifestyles, and instant access to everything, it seems like this has decreased our tolerance for discomfort and any kind of friction. Now, I'm not suggesting that we deprive ourselves on purpose, but I think it is a good thing to leave some room in our lives or create some room so that we don't take everything for granted. And it might not sound like a big deal, but there are things that I'm practicing for myself. For example, I'm trying not to reach for my phone every time something comes to mind and Googling it right away. And I also love doing activities that kind of practice the delayed gratification, like painting, learning a language, or even playing an instrument. Scarcity often amplifies appreciation for what we have. This is one of the most beautiful lessons I learned from living a minimalist life. Misogi. It's a Japanese term that refers to a purifying ritual, immersing in cold water or standing under a waterfall. But the term has been adopted and interpreted in the West to mean doing challenging tasks. The whole purpose is to deliberately seek discomfort as a means to grow, test our resilience, and reevaluate our obsession with constant comfort and convenience. Is it necessary to go caribou hunting? I don't think so, unless you want to, of course, and you can afford to. But I think that we can apply this concept and make it practical for our everyday lives. Think about something you've always wanted to do but have been afraid of. Is there something that you want to try that's so far out of your comfort zone? Have you ever been curious about an experience but have self-doubts? This is your misogi. Why go out of our way, away from our perfectly curated daily routines, to feel uncomfortable and challenged? I really do think 
that coming out on the other end of it is truly the only way we can learn about ourselves and grow into our full potentials. Look like a tomato, but it's cooling me down. It is just so peaceful up here. And someone brought a Christmas tree. Many of us associate material comfort with happiness. So we buy the king size bed, the latest tech appliances, the nicest house that we can afford, fill it with things we think we need to make us feel comfortable. We spend so much of our lives chasing the next material thing on that checklist, but once we reach it, we keep moving the goalpost. Thus, it becomes a never ending chase. Like I said in the beginning, thanks to my parents, I definitely had all of my basic material needs met, and that definitely contributed to my overall happiness. But when I moved to the States, I kind of adopted this idea that if I had more, then I would be happier. Well, spoiler alert, it didn't. Once I reached my threshold, everything else, all the excessive stuff, really became more of a burden instead of enriching my life. I think real comfort is overlooked because it's quite simple. Other than our basic needs, of course, I think it's about cultivating a peaceful and mindful life, forming relationships with people with whom you can be yourself around, having a partner who is reliable and stable, having a community where you feel like you belong. This is the comfort that I want in my life that never fails to bring me happiness. Of course, we can live a comfortable life and sit back and just live our lives passively, which is always an option. But I think that if you truly want to live an intentional life, it takes a lot of effort. We have to actively participate in it, grow and change, fail many times, and then get back up again. But the reward will be a beautifully crafted life full of meaningful relationships, a tender heart, and many stories to remember. I would rather choose the latter. So think about the different aspects of your life and put effort into those areas that you want to nurture. It's not even about the end goal, but I think who we become when we put in that effort. I exercise a couple of times a week. I love to hike, do yoga, maybe go for a run. It's really therapeutic for me to sweat it all out and jump in the cold shower. But I find it just as important to create a holistic approach to a healthy lifestyle that requires different movements all throughout our day. Doing the dishes manually, deep cleaning my house, walking the dogs three times a day, opting for the stairs whenever I can. If we have enough resources, we can literally outsource everything mundane in our lives. But I always think to myself, if my life gets to that point, I need to start reprioritizing or need to start eliminating because those things are what keep my life going. Is it enough to shape your body the way that you want? Probably not, I don't think so, but it definitely keeps me on my feet and I have a more active lifestyle for it. I know for some people they don't have the option or they don't have the ability and that's what the tech is for, that's what the services are for. 
But I feel like for most of us who have the ability, I think we can make those little subtle changes to add more activities throughout our day. And it really is a win-win. We have a healthier lifestyle, we get to move more, and we can do it all for free. I was really inspired by the book Comfort Crisis. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. And I would love to know which of the five points resonated with you the most. Let me know in the comments below. Thank you guys so much for watching today's video and I'll talk to you in the next one.